and welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today I'm talking to San Antonio-based Amada Miller. Her new exhibition, Everything in Tune, runs from August 29th to September 20th. Hi, Amada. Hi, Jill. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with me today. Of course, yeah. So uh, this show is based on the discovery of moonquakes or long-lasting vibrations that happened on the moon. Have you always been interested in the study of space and what led you to the moonquakes? I have. I grew up in Austin, but I spent my summers in Llano, Texas. And so I would be out in the country where you could see many more stars, I guess. And the moon just seemed a little bit brighter out there when I was a kid. So I spent a lot of time kind of staring up um, and studying, um, you know, constellations and and other things like that. Um, I was led to the, um, the moonquakes and this discovery of the vibrations of the moon being much longer than you would experience like an earthquake here where we have what's called weathering. Um, We have moisture and we have water and we have things that um, will dampen an an earthquake, Um, unlike the moon, which is very arid and dry. And, um, you know, if something crashes crashes onto the surface of the moon, it's just there's nothing to, to dampen that vibration. So um, it just continues. Um, kind of to give you an example, a similar quake, like a moonquake versus an earthquake, would uh, earthquake would be dampened in about eight minutes, um, whereas a moonquake would be would continue to vibrate for about an hour. Um, so I originally found uh, and, and was kind of drawn to this research because of a conspiracy theory that how the moon is hollow and then there are aliens living inside of it observing uh, people. And um, I just thought that was really fascinating. And this all stemmed from uh, experiments that were happening during the Apollo missions. Um, So NASA placed seismometers on the moon, conducted these experiments, and um, I don't know that this scientist was ever credited, but one of the NASA scientists who was analyzing that data basically kind of pinpointed or um, uh, used this phrase to help explain to people that the moon the moon is hollow and it rings like a bell, and that's what he said. And when I read that sentence going through the NASA archives, it just was so vivid of this idea of like the moon having air and being able to actually like hear that sound and awaken those vibrations of like a meteor crashing onto the moon or you know when the um, Apollo uh, astronauts were crash landing spent modules on the surface of the moon and so yeah that's where <laughs> that's where it all came from <laughs> a little bit dense there's a lot of information to sift through and um, some really fascinating uh, conspiracy theories about <laughs> about our moon um so yeah. So you you said the the moon rings like a bell, right? Um, resonated with you, and so there mm-hmm. there are fifty five bells in this show. Um, can you talk about um, the materials that you used in the bell and why sure. you chose those materials? Sure. Yeah. So the fifty five bells are hand blown glass, and um, it's borosilicate, which is makes up forty five percent. Well, silica glass makes up forty five percent of the. Um, moon surface. So, um, yeah, the moon is basically like shards of, of glass or sand. I chose to suspend uh, real iron meteorites that are from South America inside of each bell. Um, and that just represents 
you know, they, these experiments that the astronauts were doing, they were basically replicating a meteor um, impact onto the surface of the moon. So um, those two materials colliding together on the moon is what makes up the piece in the show. Um, and it's just a very literal interpretation of what that is. But since we are on Earth and have an atmosphere and can hear sounds, this is like my interpretation of what that might sound like. And just so everyone knows, um, people who do visit um, will be able to play the bells. They will so. be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I will. It's going to be a noisy exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we just talked about your, your rubbings, um, the canvases in the back of the gallery. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about like um, why you sewed the canvases together and the one sixty fourth? Um, what that's yeah that's part of the title right yeah so one sixty fourth is a uh, the title of the sewn canvas pieces in the back and those are all graphite rubbings of the floor of um, Blue Star Contemporary which is where this um, exhibition originated and um, so they were they used to be an ice factory and um, there's all kinds of crazy patterning I guess just over the years ice melting and water creating these um, almost like cavernous like looking patterns in the concrete of their floor uh, and I was sitting in their gallery for days and days stringing up each meteorite inside of the bells which was like the most tedious thing I've done ever and I kept looking at the floor and just seeing this strange texture on the floor and just thought it would look really interesting so I just grabbed a piece of paper and did a quick rubbing and to me it really looked like what the um like very close up images that the um, Apollo astronauts were taking like from their mod or uh, their like when they were in orbit around the moon. So like those close up images of the moon with all these craters and shadows and they're very like black and white. Um, and so I, I kind of went with that. It was very last minute and, and just very, you know, if I hadn't been sitting there, if I had decided to string up all of the bells in my studio, I probably would have never noticed it. Uh, it was just a, by happenstance. But um, so the titles of them, I, I decided to sew them for this exhibition um, and kind of bring a little bit more focus into the women that made the Apollo astronaut suits. They were um, seamstresses who worked specifically with lingerie. Um, so they uh, were um, really versed in making like lacy uh, bras and underwear that were you know really delicate and um, had really fine stitching. And that's what made them just really incredible at, um, at making this. So one sixteenth of an inch is the, the tightness of the stitch that they did for the Apollo astronaut suits. Um, which is really small, <laughs> and um, it's just a fascinating topic and something that um, you know not a lot of people know about. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you told me that today because <laughs> that made that made the pieces for me. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. giving us a little more insight into of the course. show. Thank um, you. <laughs> thank you for letting me have a show here. It's a beautiful <laughs> space, and I hope people get to come and ring the bells and have a great time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to thank Amada for joining me today. Her exhibition, Everything in Tune, will run August 29th through September 20th by appointment. And you can make your appointments on our website, uh, greyduckgallery.com. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and the Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive.
ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਥੈਂਕ ਯੂ